bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Sidetrack on the Pulling Radio Network, presented by Dirty Hooker Diesel. Thursday, February 1st, 2018. Cold one here at Creekside Studios. Getting ready to roll off into yet another busy weekend on the pulling schedule. just me in studio tonight lots to cover talked to drew this week uh, he was out at uh, enola oklahoma for that new indoor antique event by uh, just northeast of tulsa huge turnout for that show good program put on they ran kind of a usap style rules but lots of uh, natpa Regulars were in attendance and joined in on the action, so sounds like everything was good, successful. Uh, tons of hooks spread across the uh, couple days they were down there. Three days, I guess it was. And uh, his uh, initial thoughts were it's going to be the new tunica of the West. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, goes. But uh, not too bad for a first effort. The new St. Jude's tractor for 2018. Division 3 Farmall M, 436 cubic inch. They're doing all kinds of work on it. Uh, long way to go. We still got, gosh, I think, what, eight months or something? Nine months until we actually give the thing away. And I know I'm going to be getting tickets for this one. It's, uh, it's a pretty mean tractor. Nice job, guys. Glad to see that. Not to take anything away from the, the past two Division 2 top cuts, but um, it just keeps getting better and better with the St. Jude's raffle tractor. And all of it goes to... Uh, St. Jude's 100%, so helping out uh, young ones who really could use it, can't fight for themselves. 
glad to see everybody do that. Tonight, we uh, actually have to begin with a little bit of a, a somber note, unfortunately. Um, by the time you hear this tomorrow, um, it should be fairly public knowledge, but uh, uh, we lost a uh, Michigan area puller today. Leo Berzik passed away today. Um, details as we find it will be posted on uh, the Sidetrack Productions Inc.com website on the updates page and also on Facebook. And uh, if you're a pulling fan in Southeast Michigan anyway, even if you didn't know exactly who Leo Berzik was, you would know him as fake Willie Nelson on his Minneapolis Moline G6 for so many years. Um, just one of those uh, bright characters that uh, was on the pulling scene here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, I, I've known Leo for probably about 15 years and uh, one of those guys who you you people gravitate to at the track because he's such a fun personality to be around. Um, uh, didn't always show up to go pulling. Um, tractor was frequently down for one reason or another. He would he had uh, it was a diesel G6. He'd turbocharged it, trying to find some more power, and always a, a brave try on on a four four main block, but uh, of undisclosed cubic inch. Um, he retired here, I don't know, a couple of years ago out of Ford Motor Company. He was a millwright, I believe it, the Sterling Stamping Plant. If I'm wrong on that, I'm sure someone will correct me. But uh, yeah, Leo Berzik passing away, so that's uh, that's going to leave a, that's going to leave a void, man. No more, no more fake Willie Nelson. That's not cool here in Southeast Michigan. But uh, you know, the world moves on, and. Uh, Plenty going on this coming weekend. Lots of events taking place all over the place. Probably the biggest among them is going to be at uh, the Southern Invitational down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, getting ready to kick off down there. I don't think anybody directly from PRN is going to be there. I know the Pruitt family has their tractors entered in light limited super stock um, and uh, contributing photographer for PRN, Anna Galloway, is going to be on site so we'll be looking for coverage coming from her of events down there had a look through the, uh, the entry list i've got it sitting here and i, I gotta admit you know I'm, i don't travel down in the uh Kentonal area uh, when it comes to pulling so i don't I'm not too familiar with a lot of these uh particularly the truck pullers i don't know too many of them super farm there's there's plenty of names on there that'll seem familiar to most of us um the class I'm probably looking at the most would be the the uh, 7,000 diesel 6,500 alcohol super stock class. They always put on a good show down there, and uh, there's some nice iron that's entered for this year's event. And, of course, light limited super stocks, always interesting to us, uh, particularly with everything that we do. In fact, uh, speaking of light limited supers, that schedule's coming together, the travel calendar for... Uh, the 2018 season had the chance to uh, chat with Ed Shoebridge last night, and uh, he's steadily working on gathering that all up, and uh, you'll hear it here first as details become available there. But anyway, back to um, things at Murfreesboro. Again, nice facility down there. I haven't been to it, but every everybody who goes says it's a nice place to go have a pole. Weather's generally favorable. Of course, it should be if you're down just to the southeast of Nashville this time of year. It's got to be better than what we're dealing with here at home, that's for sure. Uh, other events going on this weekend. Uh, 
we'll start next with the the Vintage Tractor Pulling Associations at Shipshawana, Indiana, a new facility. Uh, they got antiques going, I think, in the afternoon. And then in the evening, there's going to be some Tom McConnell special classes. Light Limited Supers are supposed to be there. Of course, most of the best ones from the Kentucky, Indiana area will be down at Murfreesboro. So it'll be interesting to see who turns up. Um, I think they've got modified tractors on there, some two-wheel drive trucks and whatnot. Be interesting to see what happens with the, the VTPA. Um, the, the National Tractor, the Legends Tour, National Tractor Pulling Legends are also going to get their first indoor hook at that Chipshawana event. That's a positive. Anything that uh, those guys can do to garner some extra attention in the pulling world is a good thing. I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, most of the guys are together and are able to to go. I saw a picture uh, posted, gosh, last week of uh, one particular shop um, with four of those Legends tractors all scattered in a million pieces. So we'll see if they can uh, bring everything together. And speaking of the VTPA, Tom McConnell uh, news this week that he has sold out in his share of Battle of the Bluegrass series. Kevin Folks still has a 50% stake. And uh, Tom's 50% was uh, divvied up amongst five other people in 10% shares. This is all speculative. We don't have confirmation of that. Um, Mark Filiatro and Brad Powell are two of the new investors. We have not yet learned who the other three are. Um, I, I think that's... I, don't, I can't see this as a bad thing necessarily for Bob to have uh, the people who are actually competing in it interested financially in its ownership and its direction. The flip side of that, of course, is, is that anytime it's tried rule by committee within motorsports, it usually fails horribly, and uh, rule by diktat seems to work better, which puts us right back into what is Tom going to be up to next? Um, he's got this VTPA thing sort of launched. They have a handful of indoor events coming this winter for antique tractors and uh, light limited supers and something he's calling a muscle tractor class, which we still don't know really what the hell that means. Uh, could ATPA, the rebirth of the ATPA, be right around the corner for Tom? It's, uh, it's an open question. Um, certainly his promotional flair has not uh, lost any steps. He had us all believing this past fall, heard it right from his mouth that ATPA was coming back and the Winter Nationals were going to happen again in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was going to be a two-day thing and this, that, the other. And Then as it got closer to middle of January. It seemed like it got paired back to one day on a Sunday afternoon there at the War Memorial Coliseum. And now that actually that weekend has come and gone in what I would consider to be abject silence. I don't know if anything even happened there. Uh, if you do know if they had any polling going on in there, by all means, get a hold of us and, and steer us correctly on that, you know, and uh, help us out there. But I, I don't know for sure if that took place. Plenty more pulling going on, though. If you want to be in warmer climes, things the the, the in-slash-outdoor season begins in Florida, Ocala, Florida. The guys are uh, going down there uh, tomorrow, uh, February 2nd and the 3rd, I believe. Um, they're going to have antique and garden tractor classes, I think a 4 o'clock start, and then at 7 o'clock classes for super mod two-wheel drive, super farm, a pro stock tractor, multi-engine mods, uh, what Central Florida considers light pro and limited pro, also on the books. 
Um, Ocala is an interesting facility. It's got a roof over the top, but it is still an open-air building. And in years past, they would have a couple of swamp buggies. Um, think, uh, think pontoon boat with a giant fan on the back, powered by a, a small block Chevy or what have you. They'd have two of those things. Just They'd wind the fan up to try and blow the smoke out of the building. Well, that's not going to happen this year. They have uh, updated the rules down there to include a smoke tube and whatever sled they're using. Um, it will include um, some of the, some sort of, uh, well, it'll be a smoke tube, smoke machine style setup down there. So uh, be looking forward to seeing video coming out of that down at Ocala. Uh, what else is going on out there? Um, shift gears just for a moment, move on to Ultimate Callout Challenge. Uh, something that jumped out on the... Uh, Entries sheets as the, the qualifier drivers are now being announced on uh, ultimatecalloutchallenge.com. And Dimitri Millard comes on the list as a qualifier. I reached out to Chris Searle to confirm, is he going to run two trucks, one in the big show and one in the qualifier? And yes, yes, he is. Katrina will be in the, uh, the big show, and I think he's got a uh, crew cab LB7 that's going to be in the qualifier. So Dimitri Millard. And the team from uh, No Zone Diesel are going to be extremely busy at Lucas Oil Speedway come the first weekend of May. Uh, there's nothing that says he couldn't do this. Uh, he had to pay his entry fee for the second truck just as anybody else would have. I don't know of anybody else who's, who's going to be doing that. I do know of a few trucks yet to be announced that, uh, that are coming and that, uh, that are coming out of shops where there's, there's maybe shared effort or, or a contribution made, much like uh, you know, Dirty Hooker Diesel's involved in a couple of different trucks. Um, uh, Industrial has their fingerprints on several machines. Uh, Firepunk has their fingerprints on several machines. We at HSP, uh, we're, gonna, we're involved on some level with, with a handful of different trucks too. But uh, this will be the first one, literally the same guy is going to run multiple entries down there. And uh, boy, will he be busy. It, it's, it was a uh, just all asses and elbows down there last year when you were in the big show. And now you got the double responsibility. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's going to manage to be in multiple places at once, but it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. And along with that sidetracks roll, we are going to be back as the announcing crew. Some staff changes are going to take place. Um, uh, JC Gravert and Ray Taluki are going to come on board to help us handle the qualifier drivers because it's just too much for the three of us to handle. Not what would now be 80 spread across uh, multiple venues throughout the weekend. So they're going to help us out. And also, uh, we're receiving word uh, a couple of days ago, Dave Fultz is not going to be able to join us down there. He has a uh, an engagement with uh, TNT Motorsports. Um, hey, I completely get it. It's home territory. TNT is a big deal down there. And uh, if you can uh, shore up your standing with those guys and secure some of those gigs, absolutely, by all means, he should do it. Uh, which now leaves a, a fifth slot vacancy in our UCC staff. Who that'll be? Well, stay tuned. We're working on figuring out just who that's going to be here, and hopefully we'll have an announcement pretty darn soon. Speaking of Dirty Hooker Diesel, our primary sponsor here on the Pulling Radio Network, Dirty Hooker Diesel now having on sale the Dirty Alley Locker 6-Speed Torque Converter Lockup Switch. You need this if you go pulling, drag racing, or even on your daily driver rig. It's a uh, override on the TCM that will lock up your torque converter. Very, very useful in a pulling application. There aren't too many trucks, at least in this part of the country, that aren't running them uh, if they're pulling with an Allison transmission. But uh, I've been in uh, street-driven trucks too, 
where it's very, very useful, especially this time of year where uh, you got uh, snow and ice. If you're trying to get that load of firewood hauled out of the back 40, this is a very, very handy tool to help you get the job done. The uh, DHD Dirty Alley Locker 6-speed Torque Converter Lockup Switch on sale now for $199. Surf DirtyHookerDiesel.com or get hold of us. We'll steer you to the right person up there in Harbor Beach. Dirty Hooker Diesel, your final authority on all things Duramax. Going to go a bit redlined with the next bit. Uh, story that we've actually been talking about uh, amongst ourselves within the Pulling Radio Network. Uh, Kenny Eggleston brought a piece of this to our attention here a couple of days ago. The simulation software iRacing is very, very popular uh, with online gamers. It provides a very, very realistic uh, simulation of auto racing. And we're now starting to see events take place where uh, it happens essentially as a real virtual race beyond just what the drivers do. They have live announcers covering the racers, and uh, it's becoming a thing. And we kind of speculated amongst ourselves, hey, was this something that we would want to get into as announcers? I I I don't want to speak for everybody within the network. Myself personally, my thoughts on it are that uh, no, I don't really want to. Um, I, I'm not too interested in, in synthetic. Um, it's been a number of years since I was a gamer. And I'm not, if you do it, I don't misunderstand. I'm not knocking it. Um, I just, for me, announcing and going, going to the track, the traveling, the fraternizing with people who are there physically on site, and you certainly can't replace the, the sight sounds, the smell, the, um, the assault on the senses that the real event uh, carries with it. Well, a new story dropped now. Uh, this originated with Sports Business Daily. I picked it up through Jalopnik that NASCAR is now considering partnering or not considering. I think they actually are working on getting together with iRacing to start a, uh, a online racing league, a racing series. And with NASCAR is going to come some seriously big money. They're talking six figures. Uh, in terms of payout, um, who knew that uh, being a successful racing gamer could lead to some genuine financial consideration if you're successful with it? Uh, the details are still being worked out, as well as the distribution for how this is going to be seen. And it does mean also a place for people like us to uh, go and be announcers for this sort of thing. Um, I've tried my hand very, 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 very haltingly at uh, roundy round racing. And um, I couldn't imagine doing it. The, the very best at it, especially in, in the radio format, are just phenomenal announcers, and their knowledge has to be over the top uh, to be able to maintain that sort of pacing and, and keep it up. It's not something I'm personally interested in. Maybe I'm just too dumb. I'm too slow. I talk too slow. I don't know. Um, I'll stick to real-world pulling, and I, I will admit to uh, having a fascination with being able to do it for drag racing, uh, getting a taste of actually doing that live at UCC. Absolute blast. I had the op- I was offered a chance to do some sand drags over in West Michigan last summer. The, the timing just didn't work out. And if we can put that together for 2018, I'd love to try my hand at it. I, it just it fits uh, my personal style and personal interest probably a little bit better than this sort of thing does. But, you know, to me, it seems like we're... Um, Headed down the road of total recall. If you've ever seen the great Z Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, 
uh, where he has memories implanted in his head of a trip to Mars, and it, it goes wrong with the usual get down sort of spin-off craziness that uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie would have. But I think we're on the way, we're on the road, ladies and gentlemen, to synthetic everything. And uh, I don't know. Not, uh, maybe I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little too curmudgeonly. I'll be the first to say it. Uh, I'll, in, in 10 days, I'm turning 40 years old, and maybe I'm getting just a little bit too grumpy for it, but uh, I don't get it. not something I'm interested in. Anyway, that's that on that front. The next bit of news that I want to get into, uh, the, the, the first part of the story is actually a little bit older. Um, it, it dates back a couple of weeks ago. If you're a fan of NHRA racing, you know that today was a big day because it's the start of uh, testing at Wild Horse Pass in Arizona. The Nitro teams are on site and uh, doing test hits. Saturday will be open to the public with uh, full laps going down. Uh, so drag racing season is about to fire up. But on the eve of the NHRA season, word came down here a couple of weeks ago that the Summer Nationals, one of the biggest events on the tour at Englishtown, New Jersey, was going to be canceled. And indeed, all drag racing would cease immediately at Englishtown. Um, not... It's a shock because Englishtown is one of the biggies on the NHRA Tour. Always has been. It was one of those events that was on my bucket list to get to. I'll never get that chance now, I don't think. I, I can't see this event coming back on the schedule. It's not really a surprise. They had been under fire at that event for uh, many years from local residents who moved into the area. The track was built back in the 60s when there wasn't shit there. And uh, the Knapp family that owns the track has spent a lot of time and money in court fighting for the survival of their uh, their drag strip. And along has come an insurance company who has chosen to lease the property uh, for millions of dollars per, per year, multi-year lease, and they need all the available asphalt for this lease. And that put paid to racing at Englishtown. Um, took out the Summer Nationals, which is just, it's a huge event on the NHRA Tour. That, along with the Gator Nationals in Florida, the two events at Pomona, and, of course, Indy, uh, really the kind of the big five on the NHRA schedule. And there was plenty of speculation on what was going to happen to that date, uh, if it was going to move to Atco, New Jersey, or would Maple Grove in Pennsylvania pick up a second date. And now it has been announced, uh, it was either today or yesterday, that Virginia Motorsports Park is going to pick up the Summer Nationals, I believe, for the same weekend. I didn't confirm that. Um, along the, the Mid-Atlantic states, uh, that is, that's a hell of a speedway. they got it going on now. Uh, the, the ownership family, um, participants in the Pro Mod class, uh, very formative in PDRA, and they've done a lot of work to uh, enhance things at that speedway. So the Summer Nationals are going to survive uh, just in a new location. But I thought maybe this would dovetail kind of nicely with a lot of the discussion of how do we grow the sport of pulling that, that's been going on. There's, it's a really a nice case study to examine what happened here with the Summer Nationals at Englishtown. Um, Englishtown is in... It's in northern New Jersey. It's, it's less than an hour's drive from downtown Manhattan. And that includes, I've checked this out now at different times of day on Google Maps, which will include the traffic. Literally from the heart of Manhattan, you're less than an hour out to Englishtown to watch big show NHRA drag racing. And with that event now gone, the closest 
to NYC that we get with with big time racing, big time motorsports is now uh, Pocono, Pennsylvania, which is about two hours out. It's 110 miles uh, to go catch NASCAR at Pocono. For years, uh, big time motorsports has has really tried to penetrate urban marketplaces. NASCAR has had a massive hard on for New York City. At one time, the the France family was negotiating with various parties to secure property on Staten Island itself to build a racetrack, and it ultimately failed. And within the sport of pulling, we're talking about uh, how to grow it, how to access the population centers, and and grow our fan base, etc. Well, while Virginia Motorsports Park picking up the Summer Nationals is a positive because it's suburban Washington, D.C., I, I've got the conjecture that urban America and urbane people don't give a shit. They're not interested in tractor pulling. They're not interested in drag racing. They're not interested in NASCAR. They're barely interested in this country in Formula One, which is supposed to be the wine and cheese set. IndyCar racing, which used to have street races in so many cities. Urbane America doesn't give a flying fuck about motorsports. They just don't. And the quick counter argument that I hear so often to that is, well, we used to have these big stadium pulls back in the 1980s and pulling was huge back then. And and how come? And we had these big sponsors and et cetera. Culturally, things have changed since those days in this country. Um, in the early to mid 1980s, let's just, there was no internet. You couldn't have, you couldn't have heard a show like this. Um, there was no way to even distribute it to you. If we were going to be on broadcast radio, we couldn't say half the shit that we do say, including that sentence right there. Um, we, I don't, I don't know. It, it, you, we couldn't do something like this it, without the internet. There, the focus of American society was not on silicon chips. It wasn't on LCD screens. The biggest piece of freedom in your life was your car. It's something we've lost in this country. The, the freedom to roam. And, and those of us who are in the sport of pulling get it. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Those of us who live in rural areas, it's no big deal to jump in the car, jump in the truck, and take a 50-mile trip to go visit friends. John Q. Public in a suburban or an urban area hates that. His whole life has been gridlock. He hates his car. It's an appliance to him. Your average consumer doesn't give a shit about stuff like that. He's only obsessed with what's going on at the tips of his thumbs, and that's probably about it. Automotive culture is gone. Look at the popular television shows circa 1982 that all featured... Some sort of vehicle. Hardcastle and McCormick, Dukes of Hazard, Starsky and Hutch, Airwolf, Blue Thunder, The A-Team, The Fall Guy, The Rockford Files, Magnum P.I., uh, Knight Rider. Every one of these shows, you can tell me what car or truck or flying machine is a, a central character almost, and in some cases even with, 
a personality and a, a they're not just merely a plot device. They are a freaking character in the show. We don't have that now. Uh, it's just, uh, it's looked down upon. It's uh, seen as being, you know, this backward provincial pursuit. And the, the, the money is gravitating right now to things like Formula E. They're open-wheel sports car or race cars, but they're all electric. All the auto manufacturers are leaving internal combustion engine forms of motorsports to get into Formula E. And truck and tractor pulling is the most intimately brutal application of combustion horsepower that there is on the planet. Even more so than drag racing, because drag racing you just can't get as close to it as you can in tractor pulling for the whole or for as long. I don't know what the answer is in terms of broader appeal. It's just not, it isn't there. Monster truck racing was able to do it because they turned it into pro wrestling and, and gave people what they wanted. They gave them crashes. Uh, it's, it's a different thing. It's, it's not pure competition. I have said it on this show over and over and over and over and over and over. Do not dumb down the product. Don't cheapen it. Don't toy with truck and tractor pulling and make it into something that it is not. Don't turn it into a freak show. You have a wonderful history as a, as a sport to draw upon and references to be made to push forward. There's no reason in the world to toy with that. NASCAR's pissed their history away. Various other forms of racing are, are doing it. There's no reason for us. Learn from their mistake. Don't do that. Now, in terms of the sports growth, I asked a question on this show several weeks ago when it came to sponsors, the ones we do have, asking what are they going to do for the sport to help cross-promote and put it in front of a potential likely audience. And it really didn't generate any discussion. I was hoping that it would. It seemed like an actionable thing. Perhaps maybe that is asking too much. I don't know. But if you're a promoter, if you're involved in the sport, or if you're one of these sponsors, some of these big companies like Shell Oil, I'll focus on them because they do it. There must be something in their research. They, these, these companies are hiring advertising firms and spending lots of money to, to target their marketing. They're doing it, so they must have found a reason why. It must work. Why are we not putting the impetus on some of these other outlets to spread that message? They've already signed the dotted line. They're already a sponsor. It's a simple ask. Look, you're, we're going to promote your product, but please promote us. I think that's a step we can take down the road toward expanding the fan base and getting in front of like-minded individuals. I don't want to just expand the fan base to people who are going to come once and never come again. They spin the turnstiles once, great. Okay, we got, their, we got their ticket money, but they aren't coming back. The sport isn't for everybody. 
I've taken, I've introduced, I won't say hundreds of people. I don't think it's been that many, but plenty of people I've taken with to pulling. Very few have, have stuck in. I get it. It's not for everyone. And I'm okay with that. I don't want our efforts to be misplaced or wasted. The idea was postulated, and forgive me now for not remembering who, who did it, but uh, postulated the idea of tie-ins with hunting and outdoor fishing, outdoors uh, companies. I think it's brilliant. I think that's a great natural target market for the sport of pulling to tie up with. And maybe overtures are being made out there to secure these companies and, and bring them on board as sponsors and haven't been successful yet. I, I, maybe it takes a different approach to those companies to show them how and why it's important. And, and I know the guy to do it. I know the guy to do it. Steve Francis, Deer Processor Super Farm, okay? He owns the Country Smokehouse not too far from here in Elmont, Michigan. Huge business for him every year is processing deer. Deer hunting in the state of Michigan is massive. November 15th might as well be a, a holiday. Bigger than Christmas for some. He has been very successful, and he underwrites a lot of television shows that are on public access up here. Uh, Michigan Out of Doors. Thursday nights, I think at 9 o'clock on PBS. They go around the state and tell different stories of, of outdoors, whether it's deer hunting, waterfowl, property management, fishing, you name it. He underwrites these shows. He's spending his money to go out and, and support being an outdoorsman, and he's a puller. Who else better to get it than Steve Francis? Maybe he's the guy we should be talking to saying, look, what, what do we got to do to reach these, these other people? Just west of me, if you're at all into uh, bow hunting, G5. G5 bows are made about eight miles west of me. I think we all know now that I have a homework assignment, don't I? I know some, I have a connection into there for somebody who at least works there. I, I, I think I know who to get, who I need to talk to to at least find out who there I need to talk to about doing something like this. And uh, I, <laughs> I, need home, I need more homework like I need another hole in my head, but that's uh, it's certainly something that can be done. Will it be successful? I don't know, but what have I got to lose by trying? And I think there's other, other work that can be done within this arena to help grow this sport, and we need to stop trying to visualize the entire forest from sitting in, from sitting in this tree. It's too big of a problem. Break it down into actionable items. Keep it simple, one step at a time, and sooner or later we'll all get there. All right, it's going to be a busy month of February for all of us. Uh, Drew is headed out to uh, the NATPA event in Waterloo, Iowa, coming up not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, both of us will be on site at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville um, the week after. Uh, of course, uh, Eric Pruitt, Ray Taluki, and Adam Drought and several, Dave uh, Fultz, a bunch of other guys are going to be busy there all week long. We're going to only be there for a couple of days uh, handling things with them. Looking forward to catching back up with a bunch of different folks. Come the month of March, lots going on there as well. Decal Super Pole, Seagrany, Iowa, 
White Pine, Tennessee, Cornhusker Poll out in Nebraska. Uh, We're going to be kind of everywhere through the month of March. April, things kind of slow down for a minute. Give us a chance to catch our breath before Ultimate Kyle Challenge and the outdoor season begins. Well, that's about it for us tonight here on Sidetrack, presented by Dirty Hooker Diesel and our friends at Diesel Freak. If you're in the market for custom tuning on your semi, construction equipment, or ag equipment, get a hold of Wade or Ryan up at dieselfreak.com. They've got a chassis dyno that you can strap a semi down to, and I believe he said that's rated for 5,000 horsepower. You can get the most out of your over-the-road rig with Diesel Freak. And if you want some help on the farm making some more power, they have a trailer-mounted PTO dyno. They'll come to your place, dyno your tractor stock, write a tune file for your machine, install it on site, and show you the gains before they leave. And also, dieselfreak.com is your source. If you're looking for T-shirts for your pulling team, crew shirts and whatnot, give them a call. They can do this as well. They've supplied us with uh, the Sidetrack T-shirts in the past. Um, I believe they also are able to generate stickers and whatnot. So check out dieselfreak.com. Also, Sinpico Oil, I'm not only a customer... They also sponsor our show. ENS Motorsports at Shoebridge is our East Michigan dealer and a fine quality product. Uh, go on to sidetrackproductionsinc.com. Go listen. There's a past show put up there. Uh, I think I put it up there this past weekend where we went to Ed's shop last spring and talk tech on oil. Um, I'm a believer in what he has to say. He's done his homework. He's studied things. Sanpico Lubricants are the choice for sidetrack. And also, Cap Brothers Motorsports, Pete Petsnick out in Kansas City, Missouri, doing all the fine job of lightening your pulling tractor, giving you hubs, weld-on hubs, complete wheels, uh, steel alternative to the pressed aluminum, many other parts besides, and they have a full machine shop out there. Um, any of your machining needs, get a hold of Cap Brothers for that. Sidetrack Productions, Inc., our schedule is filling up quickly. There is a a spot, a schedule spot on the website. Check it out there and uh, see where we're going to be. And don't assume, because we're booked into a particular date, if you want to get a hold of us to uh, have our company work for you at a venue, uh, reach out to either myself or uh, Drew. uh, Contact information on the website as well. And uh, we have a stable of announcers. We'll get you taken care of as best we can. So, again, if you see us already booked in on a particular date, don't assume that Sidetrack Productions cannot cover it for you. Uh, Likely, we can. That's uh, SidetrackProductionsInc.com. Also, find us on Facebook, Sidetrack Powered by DHD. We're going to have some more vintage video coming your way. I've got the, oh, I don't know, several hours worth of yet unreleased footage and more coming all the time. If you want your footage converted for you, get a hold of me directly. I have the ability to do 16mm, 8mm, Super 8 um, uh, film. We can do uh, High 8, VHS, VHS-C. I, I have a U-Matic deck here, but it doesn't work yet. I've got to fix that. Convert it all to DVD. I don't charge for the service. The only thing I ask is that I get to keep a copy for myself. And if it's uh, footage that um, the rights may be granted to us, uh, I'd like that so that we can share it. Uh, with the rest of the world. That's it for me. I'm going to sign off and uh, try to get some sleep and head into a busy, busy weekend of more motorsports. We'll be back here 
sometime next week as we get ready for Farm Show Week. As always, safe travels wherever you're headed to, and good night.